Welcome back. It's Table Talk time. These are all the same people, again, that were here before. We've got some questions. We've got some cues. We've got A's. We've got an MVP that we need to start with. Who's our MVP today, folks? Hmm. Well, the bottle? The anchor? The bottle. The flag that showed her her true identity. Yeah. The, the rope? The noodle? The boat noodle, maybe? The bottles? Oh, the bottles are good. Pile of bottles. I am current. I am triggering the giveaway. Yes, we're doing a giveaway in chat because nobody rolled. Even though I did lots of dice rolls, I want everybody to know that nobody rolled in that twenty. So we are giving away it in chat. Just be active, say some stuff, and you'll be entered automatically. I think. I think that's how it works. Okay. Um, who's who's to my right? Still, sweet owl boy. Um, do you? Is there anybody who has? been rude to you at the hut lately um no everyone's been delightful and we're on a hiring spree firing no one hiring everyone and hey. the most important loveliest person uh to come through our doors lately is sarah grace 213 yeah yay for you welcome to the team you get access to the exclusive yum yum discord where we all talk about our shifts and cleaning regimens and whatnot. And then you'll also get, when the world returns to normal, a name badge. This says that you're the employee of the month. On the back, it says, yuck, and I hate you. Ignore that part, but focus on the good part. That's what I always say. It'll come in the mail at some point. <laughs> if there's a mail system. If there's still a mail system. Well, we'll use it. Uh, Prism, are you feeling... Are you feeling good? Are you feeling, tell me, tell me what's going on. What color are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like hot pink, baby. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, someone else who's feeling it is Kanan Flaxmine, the president of my fan club this week. Um, cool. They're going to be receiving a little token of my appreciation that's going to help get them in the mood. Wink, wink. Oh. It's a mood ring. Oh. Not a sexy thing. I, I like that, though. Thing. It, it could, could be, be a sexy thing. If you try hard enough. Um, Let's see. Am I am I doing anything for Yitzpin? I don't think I am. Nope. I'm not doing anything for Yitzpin. So you don't get any accent. But I will move it along from that to first from the quiver. Uh, who's who's your who's your target today? Who's got the who's got your hunter's mark? I have <laughs> I have polished my shaft and placed it into the crossbow and taken aim at Rev Perdita, who caught my attention uh, wearing a, 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 a shirt with the concentric circles, red, white, red, white, and uh, easy, easy to strike. Perfect. Incredible. So happy. <laughs> Evelyn, I forgot where, where you are in the order, but do you, I think you're usually first. Is there a light shine out of Lathander's butthole on anybody in particular today? When you put it that way, it's so clear. I was wondering, I was walking down the street and I saw this beam, this coherent beam of Lathander's light shining on Maxwell's demon. And I was like, where is that light coming from? And you know what it was? It was Lathander's butthole. Praise be to the morning Lord and to Maxwell's demon. Great. 
so I looked at Maxwell's demon and I was like, that's someone I want to be part of my family forever. So a family crest of Evelyn will be sent to Maxwell's demon someday. Praise, praise his holy name and praise his name, namely whole. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no. Lathander's not afraid no. of buttholes. Buttholes are a perfectly natural part of everyone's body, including Lathander's, if he has a body sometimes when he decides to be corporeal. It's true. <laughs> do any of you, God bless you if you do, do any of you have any questions that you'd like me to clarify about this episode before we move on to viewer questions? So this is like a little, another pocket dimension made by Jim. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I, so in my head, it was either Jim or Omen. And as the boat became more of a personality, it felt like some, more like something that Jim would do. I feel like Omen oh, sure. would have made something a little bit more uh, onerous for people to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was something Jim made and Omen implemented. Yeah, so the, uh, the idea was that Omen, this was supplied by my incredible fiance, Tyler Jacobson, when I was brainstorming for this. He was like, what if... Omen was just trying to distract him for a couple hours while he got something else done. And they're like, he's, he's has given them this bottle trap because he just needed a couple, a little bit of time. So that's, that's roughly the, the idea behind the boat. Um, okay, so our winner for our level up dice set called don't touch the alchemist's stuff. Sounds pretty cool. And nefarious is two mo fish. Congratulations! You mm. have won a dice set. You uh, you have not, however, won the other prize, which is the Elderwood mini hex chest. That one goes to Libra Spy. Ooh. And oh, it looks ooh. like this. Ooh, and it looks so like nice. that. It's very small. Look at Ryan has guy. tiny little baby hands, just for, for reference. I do. That's like the size of a tic tac. <laughs> That's a little guy. There's oh, dice. And it goes right in the mouth. It goes right in my mouth. Run. I'm a baby. I'll put anything in my mouth whether it belongs there or not. Uh, okay. I'm going to get into the questions because there's a lot of them. Um, all right. So Ginge Inc. asks, and I, I'm going to put this to the group, what is the figurehead for the boat if it has one? Mermaid. <laughs> I like that, especially since the boat did not know what a mermaid was. We probably gotten clarity <laughs> on that like, and gone and looked, but I think it was Jim. Be in the mm. form of <laughs> Jim as a mermaid. Merging. Yeah, mermaid yeah. Jim, yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well done. Asked and answered. Prince Mu, not a question. Just want to say thanks for this episode. Everything about this is perfect. And it's also my birthday. Therapist oh, boat is content hey. for me specifically. Happy Yay. birthday. Happy so birthday. awesome. Thank Happy you. I'm birthday. so glad you tuned in. Um, Vertigo Rose, who came up with this boat idea. It was me because I wanted to do, Ryan completely called me out at the beginning of the episode. I was like, okay, so this is gonna be a bottle episode. So I was looking at bottle episodes, I was like, what bottle episodes could I reference? And apparently the, the, the anecdote goes that this, this comes from the original Star Trek series, which the, when they were just stuck on the Enterprise and they never went onto a planet, the crew would call it a ship in a bottle episode. And from there I was like, oh, I'll just literally do a ship in a bottle episode. Nice. Um, if the collections agency had acting roles, what would each character be? From Lol Sadness 13. Oh man, I um, like begged Jerry to make uh, Prism a, a secretarian because I was like, oh, it's all about being social, like having connections and networking. I was like, this would be perfect for her. And he was like, uh huh, yeah, I have other ideas. <laughs> 
Oh, I hope that I hope that quiver is an obviator. That, that makes seems sense. appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take that. Evelyn has been established as a sec- secretarian, but in the context of the collect the the cover business, she is a, co- a security consultant. Right. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're still. I haven't thought about it. I was just gonna be like, yeah, whatever Jerry decides. I don't have any like grand ambitions for the the role because there's ways that I guess there's roles that would fit, but then there's like the fun of this the C team our first <laughs> characters were that all of them were in the wrong role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, in that spirit, and because Yitzbin is really just a cousin of Dinar, I think she'd be a good decisionist. Oh yeah, my god, she'd be miserable yeah. at it. It'd be Being great. the the dumbest member of the party by far. Maxwell's Demon, Chris, you had some animation software trubs a few months back. Did you use something new for the current intro? No. <laughs> I, did, I, I, I did it in a smarter way, and which is of uh, Adobe Anna to uh, bug that they know, they must know exists. But uh, you no longer have to export an entire file. Because the problem is if it's too long and there's too many frames and objects, it says, oh, I don't want to do that for you. No, I'm not going to do that. So now you can export just chunks. And that seems to work out okay. Good job. I wish I had a better solution. But it seems like exporting the whole thing is pri- is, should be a primary mode of this software. I don't know how people use it. I don't actually know what it's for anymore. There are better... <laughs> like tools i guess but are you just like an old codger stuck in your ways no it's that i think that this type of animation only comes up once in a great while so i don't really have to get invested in a new uh, technology so i'm like i just might as well use the old thing that's where you're wrong dandy beyond asks anna that's where I'm right. did the holding me back speech come from evelyn or you or <laughs> boat wow <laughs> probing it was Evelyn, but I'm sure that we all recognize that we learn things from our D&D characters and they learn things from us. It was from Evelyn though. Don't, I really don't like it when people read into speeches like that and they're like, I'm learning something about Anna right now. I like know something about her. Like, the look. questioner continues, because uh, Anna, you're doing real bad and <laughs> we can all tell you're stagnating. And <laughs> Here's the thing. I love when people relate to my characters and find human meaning in them. I don't love when people then turn around and think they can tell me things about my life and personality from what I have done with my characters. So it came from a place of real humanity. It did not reveal anything about me to you. It revealed things about me. Your speech (laughs) resonated Mm -hmm. deeply with me. I am definitely being held back by my own emotions and things I can't control and all kinds of at my, my own fear especially holds me back. So yeah, that's you guys take that speech and you, then you have insights about Kate. Well, it's like abstract art. <laughs> it's like abstract art. It definitely came from something real in me, but it's about what you experience. I've definitely had people come up to me and been like, uh, Oh, Walnut did this. So that must mean this about you. And I'm like, no, shut up. And then I walk away and I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Damn it. Damn. Are there any other, this, this is from the Milky Bar Kid and this is going out to everybody. Are there any other accents you are working on or really want to be able to do? No. 
dude okay i um i have a fair british accent when i'm doing like a hermione or like a period like elizabethan like that kind same. of yeah, british same. accent yeah. i can do that my i have a character that is in a star wars game and i'm trying to do a ray british specifically oh. it eludes me completely i cannot and it it's all over the place and it keeps me from saying words because i get so tripped up well don't let that stop you obviously just it's, roll with i don't understand accent her accent out. at all <laughs> it's space british and like i can do grand moff tarkin space british but Ray space British. I don't understand, man. I've never tried to do Ray's British accent. I'm going to try that now. That sounds it's like, like half, like she pronounces some R's and not others. And there's some, like, there's some warping of like the, the diphthongs, like, you know, like, what should I do? Like, there's some, there's some of that, but I can't figure Ooh. out why. If you watch that thing, the, the wired uh, speech uh, analyst who looks at accents in movies and who's doing a good job and who's not. Yeah. No. No. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He's like a speech coach, yeah. and he talks about who does it well and who doesn't. Ooh. The thing is, I think her accent is real, isn't it? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Partly. Oh, yeah. yeah did, but he'll did talk about like what informs her that accent, like where she's yeah. from, and like why oh, she's. There's um, there's a whole series of that too. I watch those all the time, where they get an expert to break down films, and they're like, "Is this accurate or not?" There's one about pandemics where this like health expert is like, uh, "The movie Outbreak is like incorrect, tip to tail." <laughs> Well, we're living it right now, though. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're we're deciding the authenticity. Well, pandemic was like oh. pandemic was hyper accurate. Now I want to watch. Oh, pandemic. okay. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Pandemic. No, that one's yeah. That one's crazy. That's a that's a good movie. It's a good movie from a you would like it. You've never seen it. You'll like it. I appreciated it from like a project management standpoint. I was like, the way they're tackling these problems is fascinating. What do you do when you have to exhibit a, a cure to millions of people at once and do, do a lottery? How do you get people to like, how do you facilitate that much on that scale? It was, it was, it was cool. It was interesting. Probably spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> Lots. Uh, if it doesn't come up in game, what is the name of the boat? It's called the Black Rose. Uh, from So Much Moxie for, for the everyone. Was it difficult to come up with an answer for the questions presented to your characters today? I could not come up with a good answer for the family one, but then I didn't have to answer it, so. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, the I think... one for still is boring. <laughs> Disagree. You were, you were excellent. The challenge with Evelyn is always she doesn't match these characters in that I've played so much with her and there's so many pieces of backstory that sometimes don't have context in this game. So I didn't have trouble thinking of answers. I had trouble picking which one was the most fun for this game and the most understandable. Mm. That makes sense. Because like, for yeah. example, the, the family story, probably the most interesting like conflict that still exists is um, her relationship with her brother who now like runs the family ranch and is like the one holding down the Marthane family lordship in her old town. Um, and they like aren't on speaking terms because he blames her for the death of their mother. But this is like something that, you know, was revealed through hundreds of episodes and is probably not good to just drop on a psychic boat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of story I was after for sure. It was the, the deep invasive, character lord dump that we might not get on another type of show the daddy story is pretty deep the daddy too. story was very cute yeah. um was the black rose rosie's flagship yes 
she's not supposed to have Milky Bar kids. She's not supposed to have a Scottish accent, but I was too invested and forgot to drop it at the time. Okay, these are all, oh, what about BBQ Frimp? What about perfume? Thank you, okay. So this novel, I believe was written by Castel Rue in like the late 1800s or early 1900s. It's just called Perfume and it's so fucked up, but basically it's about a guy, ugh, so good. It's about a guy who um, wants to, who has like a super sense of smell. So much like Prism's emotions is very, very heightened senses. And this leads him to start murdering people for their smell and then distilling them down into essences and creating a super perfume of all of the smells that he loves in the world. And he drops it on some fools and there's a giant orgy. Like it is the coolest fucking novel from the 1800s. <laughs> this is written in the 1800s? I'm pretty sure it was. It's, yeah. No, wow. it was, I Googled it. Written in 1985, set in the... Oh, set in the 1800s, I was going to say, nobody would, they would burn that person. It's uh, it. his, historical fiction, yeah. It sounds it's extremely fiction. Perfume, the story of a murderer. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Do you I think Prism's going to be a murderer? Is that what's up? <laughs> I mean, she was saying some pretty dark shit on that psychic boat. Yeah, all right. I'll give you that. I mean, um, all of us were. <laughs> I don't appreciate this next question from, yep, this is GM says, have any of you felt compelled to run from the table at any point? Yes. <laughs> I don't appreciate that that question came on the day that the substitute teacher was here. Thank you so much. But yes. No. No, no don't even answer it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alyssa says, I read that wrong. <laughs> okay. Oh, do you think they meant run the table? <laughs> yep. There you Maybe go. that's what they meant. So to answer that question in that way, which is a much better question, uh, both Ryan and Tristan have run the table for us before. And if you have not seen that, go back into the YouTube archives and find them because both of those one shots is the Ballad of Fred Chicken. And then what was the, what was the Walnut special? Was it just called Walnut special? It's called the Nestlands. Nestlands. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So the, both of those one shots are spectacular. Both of them were like, I don't know if I can do it. And both of them blew it out of the water. So I highly recommend it. The rest of these questions are for me. So you guys can check out it. Hi. Oh, okay. Run from the table. <laughs> um, what do I, okay. I'm, I'm going to share this question with Tristan. What do you enjoy more coming up with completely wrong names for parts of boats or watching other people react to those superior names. Nope. It's the latter. Nope. Um, boat ass and boat nose are funny, but, but I do it to watch Tristan cringe. <laughs> Get real mad. <laughs> I don't. Because it's like, why did we pick boats? Why did we pick a thing that tortures me? Why is it not like cars or like carts? Like we see a cart and we're like, the, the, the donut thingies that are on. I don't know. Do you like know everything about boats? Is that what's happening? No, I just know. Uh, I just know uh, some knowledge of boats. I have some knowledge of boats. Tristan grew up in, in Boat Central. Uh -huh. I grew up in a fishing village and my grandfather built boats. And so I have some knowledge of boats. Not a lot. And also I sailed for a lot of years. Listen. She has to know. So you she know everything about boats. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And she likes to remind us all the time. I know just enough about boats to offend Tristan, and that is the maximum amount of knowledge I want to have about boats. If I was talking about something that you loved, if it was like curly hair, and I was like, you know, 
the coily snake technique. I don't know. Whatever. Nice. I would I would be honored that you are expressing an interest in my hobbies. Okay. <laughs> Kate, do you want to DM the C team get again? Yeah. Do you, do you have any other regular games? No. Uh, Kate, how do you prep to DM a session? Any tips for those of us who DM but are short on time? One shots like this one are cheating because you can do anything. You can you can come up with whatever ridiculous concept and, and string it out as long as possible. Um, but my tips for DMs short on time, usually, here's what I recommend. If you want to DM a campaign and you're, you're getting started or you're you just need an encounter. I like to mash up two things that I like. Uh, so in some cases it's like, uh, I just saw the movie Die Hard and I just rewatched Tiger King. And we're gonna figure out a way for those two things to come mm. together in a situation that'll have some role playing, maybe a little puzzle, maybe a little combat. Um, and that's, that's really it. Once, once you figure out how you, how you sort of D&D fantasize that, that's, that's the secret for running short on time. Uh, my fellow DMs, which I think is all of you, can you, would you like to weigh in? I'm writing uh, an encounter, a one shot right now that is set in the Destiny 2 universe. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. You gotta get Tyler in on that. He will die. Um, and so I've been going through that in that mashing two things. So I'm like, all right, well, I know it's set in Destiny. And I'm like, but I want like a comedy aspect. So I've just been like going through like, uh, like different movies that are like really tropey yes. to be like, which one can I insert? And I was like, I was like, can I do like a Kate six weekend at Bernie's thing and make it work? Yes. Yes, you can. Kate six is the perfect character for that. Uh, I can't give away all my secrets because you know, whatever. But anyway, that's what I'm working on right now. I love it. I love it. Can I, can I uh, bandwagon on that question? Yeah. Cause I think for me, the scariest part of DMing is like the math aspect of balancing combat encounters. Sure. I feel like that's where I get tripped up the most and I get really scared. So do you have any tips for that? Because I can just throw someone into a story just fine. But when it comes to like, now I have to figure out how many monsters to put up against you, I get really scared. If there is, uh, I don't have a copy of, I, I have all my D&D books at work, which I haven't been to in many, many weeks. But in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, there is an actual table for helping you design encounters based on challenge rating and the level of your party, the average level of your party. So there is an actual factual cool way to do it. Um, but if you're just going by the seat of your pants, I tend to throw what I think is going to be an easy encounter. And then if it turns out too easy, I'll just have more waves show up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You gave me the best advice. Uh, you were like, you're like, just throw something big at them and then make it go two or three rounds and then it just dies. Yeah. I mean, that's true. So every, this is some, some uh, not very cryptic knowledge about the D&D design process, but we design our monsters specifically so that in a well-balanced encounter, they go down after three rounds. They're, they're all designed in fifth edition to do that. So if you find that your players are not taking it down after three rounds, you could probably just kill it. Mm -hmm. And it's, and they're not keeping track of the hit points. They don't know. Mm -hmm. They've had a good fight. They feel good. Yeah. Good to know. Thank Anna yeah. from U United Shoes 37. Mm -hmm. Anna, is this Star Wars game streaming anywhere? I love the Star Wars RPG. I've been f trying to find a good stream, but haven't found one that I can get into. <gasps> 
I'm really excited because this stream is part of the role play um, series of shows, but it streams on my channel too. So you can come to twitch.tv slash Anna Prosser on Thursday nights at Ooh. 6 p.m. Pacific. And I'm in chat there. So it's like the backseat behind the scenes way to talk to me while I'm playing. So That's awesome. do. come watch me on my channel. I play uh, a when, secret Jedi. When does that air? 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Okay, cool. Pacific. Uh, Kate, how do you prepare to DM a game for which you are also a character? I make the character have to walk downstairs all day. <laughs> have you ever considered a round robin switch DM every week style? So we have considered many permutations of this, but my favorite that I think we've talked Alyssa into trying at some point is the idea of each of us DMing during a single session and trading the DM. I, I don't know why I, I was talking about this earlier before. I, I don't know why that's not a default game mode in Dungeons and Dragons because it makes sure everybody's paying attention. It makes sure that everybody has a moment in the spotlight because they're going to be the dungeon master. I just think it's great. Um, and with this crew, it would be incredible. Can you imagine if we had a, a Omen slash Jerry? as one of our characters slash DMs in, in this round robin, ugh, we'd have so much fun. Pour one out for his mangled hand. <laughs> for Jerry. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, do you guys, you guys are all on board with the round robin. Oh yeah. Thing, right? yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking saying, about. Yeah. All right. One last question from unclever title says, now that we've had a bottle episode, any possibility of a clip show episode? <laughs> I would love That's to do awesome. a clip show like uh, Community, where it's a fake clip show, where they keep yes. cutting back to memories yes. that you never saw before. Yes. Like, yes. that's what you'd have to do. You'd have to figure yes. out, like, the cutaway format within a game of D&D. &D. But, yeah, it would be funny. It'd be fun to make it, like, an improv game where, like, we get the prompt of, like, that time when Yitzbin and Prism... Found oh, the orphan child. Honestly, amazing. Is this not a, a melding of the two, right? Like what we were just talking about. You could do a clip show and then we're all DMing. So yeah. we're all DMing a different memory, essentially. I think, we're, I think we're, inventing, fake memory. we're inventing a new game. Is this what is we're fun. doing. This is, I would love that. The clip show, the idea of, of having a uh, like flashback episode where we've all set each other up for like the, those improv scenes, you know, it's like, here's your prompt to the two of you go improv this together. God, that would be amazing. And I would love to DM that cause it takes so much less pressure. Cause all you're doing is like basically narrating and choosing whether things succeed or fail. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, could you all please tell the nice folks watching any of your Patreon, Twitch, Twitter, MySpace, whatever you want to, throw out there so people know where to find you uh okay i will go first um i am on uh twitter as tristan falcone i am on twitch as tristan falcone i'm on patreon as tristan falcone and uh yeah it's t-r-y-s-t-a-n fancy thanks my twitch as i just mentioned is twitch.tv slash anna prosser and i would love it if you would follow me there my um plan is to do a lot more streaming and the more you come watch the more i feel like doing that and then if you want to know about other things that i'm doing please follow on instagram and twitter at anna prosser as well and if you want to hire me to host something online or in person someday when we're allowed to go outside again or you know to produce something i do that too you can contact me through my website annaprosser.com hmm. uh i'm everything is in my name as well chris Straub with a k 
the Chris part, not the Stroud part. There's no room for a K in there. But that's my that's my Twitch, that's Patreon. It's the whole bit. So I appreciate it. I would love to stream, but I'm in this mode where I'm like, <sighs> you have to sit, get up for it, you know? You have to be on, and I just can't get in there. We were talking I don't about know the secret yet. We were talking about it before. We're just going to stream Chuckle Chum's apps. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, we should, because it, it would have been easy for us to just walk all over this two and a half hours. Yeah. No, I'm saying outside of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah. If you we guys want to hang out together, happen. you could probably coordinate that offline. Eh. No, we'll um, do it now. Let's and I don't have it. any... Ryan, I don't have any... I don't have any shit going on. I don't have any, I don't have a brand. That's <laughs> true. Know, Vladimir Gluten. Vladimir Gluten on Twitter. That's about it. <laughs> I don't stream. I don't do anything. Yeah, you your brackets. How your brackets going? How your brackets, bud? Bud, you got your brackets. I got my brackets, brackets, you know? Yeah. Brackets are yeah. doing okay. They're doing okay. We're about at the end of one and I'll probably do another one. <laughs> Finally, some good news. Yeah. So I thought I'd gotten to the end of the questions, but Alyssa just dumped another pile of them on me. So we're going to keep on going until 630. Nope, nope. Now she's she waving no. her hand at me. She says no. <laughs> she's shrieking into the camera. <laughs> she says no. She's furious. That must have been an error, she says. All right, well, that's good. None of those questions looked like they were fun. Anyway, Shadow Council, may our labors please you. Thank you for putting up with me today. Thank you for putting up with them today. Thank you for meeting this boat and thank you so much for joining us in what is surely a tumultuous time for all of us. We really like being able to do this for you and um, we, we really hope that we're bringing a little bit of light into your lives too. So yeah, get out of here, you crazy kids. All right, good night. <laughs> <laughs>